atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kurt Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use. No doubt it starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for... Wow. Time flies, doesn't it? It started January 21st in the year of our Lord, 2020. Our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. We believe the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful, restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. We also are convinced uh, that we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. A quick wrap-up recap, if you will, uh, of yesterday's show. Then we'll launch right into today's content, ladies and gentlemen. LibertyRoundTable.com. Provided two hours of on-the-ground, real-time coverage of the gun rights rally in Virginia. We had Stuart Rhodes with us. We had several people chiming in. A lot of people were emailing me and updating me with what was happening from inside the rally and outside the rally. We had our guest on Mr. Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org with us. Sam and Kurt and everybody breaking things down. Stuart Rhodes, OathKeepers.org said, urgent, we need people on the ground. To protect patriots at the Richmond Gun Rights Rally. He says mission is to be a calming influence on all sides of the issue. Good for Stuart Rhodes. We completely agree. Uh, And then the uh, mainstream press said in Virginia this morning, that was yesterday, of course, during the rally, there are two groups of patriots. Those who will shed their weapons and enter the secure area the governor has designated at the Capitol and those who will not and who will remain in the streets armed. And um, anyway, it was a big discussion, a big deal. And uh, the governor said, hey, there could be violence. There's credible threats of violence. Virginia Senator Amanda Chase issues dire warning ahead of pro-gun rally. Says gun rights supporters are being set up by Governor Northam. All right. Those who were in the rally had no guns and no bathrooms. Those who were on the streets, they were able to carry guns, and there was plenty of bathrooms. NBC News reporter tried to create problems, called the Virginia Second Amendment rally a white nationalist rally. Ladies and gentlemen, these uh, allegations of white nationalism are completely bogus. This hype up of the mainstream press is disappointing, to say the least. Alex Jones arrives in an armored vehicle. Stands up halfway outside of his cab, yelling and screaming with a bullhorn. I don't find any of this rhetoric from the mainstream press or the views of Alex Jones helpful at all. I'm not here to attack anybody, but what I'm saying to you is I agree with the Oath Keepers saying, listen, we need calm on every side. We need people to settle down. I mean, I almost feel like playing a Taylor Swift song. You need to calm down. You're being too loud. Okay, we need to step back a second and say, I completely agree with our defense of our Second Amendment, God-given, unalienable rights. But how we go about it, I believe to be critical, folks. And I'm telling you, the out-of-control, over-the-top rhetoric, the threats of violence, the shouting of violence. The, okay, I agree we need to take threats, uh, threats credibly. But I also agree that we ought not be the agitators. We ought not be the ratchet up guys. 
We need to de-escalate. We need to settle down. We need to realize we just pulled off an incredible event, folks, a peaceful rally. Uh, my friends inside say there were four to 6,000 people inside um, the Capitol there for the event. Uh, believe it or not, mainstream press articles are now saying there were closer to 6,000 people. My friends are saying there was more like fifteen to 20,000 people outside. Um, they're saying more like ten to 15,000. I don't know the exact numbers. I don't know how you would count that. But I do know this. We put together a peaceful rally, ladies and gentlemen, that let legislative people know where we stand. And really, besides a, a couple of medical uh, emergencies, uh, a couple of little goofy things, everything was incredibly peaceful. And thank the Lord for that. Right? I mean, that's the takeaway here. We have a guest on. His name is Sheriff Steve Smith, and he's from Greene County, Virginia. And he's going to help us break this down even further. Sheriff, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Thank you. First off, let's learn a little bit about you, Sheriff Smith. Uh, tell us about Greene County and about you and how you became sheriff. Give us a little thumbnail, will you? Well, Greene County is a small county here in central Virginia, uh, about 20 miles north of Charlottesville. Uh, this, I just got elected to my third term. Uh, about 20,000 people here. Uh, Fast-growing county. We're kind of a bedroom community to, to Charlottesville, to the University of Virginia, and one of the largest employers around here. It's just a small, tight-knit community. Everybody knows each other. Very conservative, very pro-Second Amendment, as I am. Uh, I was born and raised here. Been in law enforcement now going on 33 years. Plan on running uh, probably another term just to make sure that uh, our liberties and our constitutional rights are upheld. And uh, just uh, people here know where I stand on this issue. And like I said, we're all pretty tight knit. And um, so that's that's where we are. All right. Wonderful, sir. Let's break this down a little bit, because yesterday, what do you think of my summary of the situation? Uh, you're exactly right. And I, I've said from the beginning, I've had a lot of uh, concerned citizens call me and talk to me and email me and People from outside the area wanting to know what's going on, what are we going to do, and uh, you know, uh, I, I, I say the same thing that you just said. Let's let's calm down, step back, see what happens. Uh, we'll react to we know what to react to, but we have to just step back and, and and stay calm because they know where I stand on it. I'm going to protect their rights. I'm not going to enforce any unconstitutional laws, and uh, that's that's what I've been telling people. All right, let's. And, and you're exactly right what you said, your commentary. All right. Let's go ahead and talk about some details of this because people are really, I don't want to use the term up in arms, but they're really concerned about this. And I think they are concerned justly so. The problem is being concerned isn't an issue. It's good. We should be concerned as citizens. But it's how we go about our concern that I think is the critical takeaway uh, that we need to, to understand. And I get the disappointment of what happened in Charlottesville. I personally think President Trump was spot on when he said, look, there's good people from both sides and bad actors from both sides uh, in that event. He got beat up for that. I think wrongly so. I think he's correct. You're exactly right. There's good and bad on both sides. Uh, I feel very comfortable being around a bunch of pro-Second Amendment gun-toting citizens. Uh, I just, they're, they're good, law-abiding people. Uh, that was proven yesterday, uh, but like you said, you have good and bad in all in all groups. Uh, but we just have to have a calm. We got to stay calm. We need to be concerned about it because yes, they are trying to take away a lot of our rights, and we have to be um, 
active and let them know where we stand. And our county here is is a, is a sanctuary county, which we know that doesn't have any legal effect or anything, but it lets Richmond and the government know where we stand here in the county as a people. Now, some were saying that the governor was working with Antifa. Others were saying, hey, the governor had credible threats of violence. Uh, even a lawmaker was saying, hey, the governor's trying to set up the gun rights at activists, et cetera, et cetera. How much truth is there to all those news tidbits out there? Do you, do you, do you know? No, I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, I can't, I can't say what kind of threats they received or if they did or if they didn't. I'm, I'm sure, you know, they, they may have received some or they perceived some as threats. Um, I don't know. I can't answer to that. But, and, you know, of course, they have to be prepared, uh, expect the worst and hope for the best. But uh, I think they were kind of playing it, what? playing it some with, uh, you know, with violence and stuff, which I, I didn't I didn't really have a bad feeling about those people being down there because, I, like I said before, usually they're a bunch of respectable uh, law-abiding citizens. Well, and believe it or not, even if there's a couple of bad actors, most of the good people with guns would, would do their best to stop the bad actors and be supportive of uh, law enforcement anyway, right? I mean, that's the truth of the matter, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, even here in our county, before they took the trip, uh, the organizers of the, the ones that got the buses together and got the groups to go down were telling people, look, we need to be on our best behavior. We're law-abiding citizens. We need, we need to set a good example. And uh, they were even picking up the trash as they left. They were trying to leave the, the area in a better shape than when they got there, and they did that. And that's the, that's the message that was going out that I was hearing. Now, I'm asking you this because I'm, I've never been in law enforcement, okay? I'm a talk show host. I'm a businessman. I've supported the Constitutional Sheriff's and Peace Officers Association for literally uh, decades. So I'm, I'm very familiar, but I certainly don't have credentials as someone like you would have. And I understand from a constitutional perspective, there's a fine line we've got to walk here. Um, when the governor gets, say, credible threats, who knows how many they are and the intel he had, um, but at the same time, when he declares it a gun-free zone, um, is he within his rights to do that, or do you think he's crossed the line? Well, it's hard to say without knowing the facts. I guess he, you know, maybe he did what he did trying to, you know, for public safety or whatever. It's it's kind of hard to say in that situation. I would have to know exactly what was going on, with if there were threats and what they were, you know, to be able to answer that um, positively. But I, I, I don't know. I guess... If you're looking out for public safety, I guess you're doing the best you can. Uh, in, no, in no way do I agree with these laws that he's trying to get passed and, and everything, but I, I guess he is still trying to look out for the public safety. And I think that's at least until we have proof otherwise. And I, I don't mean allegations or news reports or whatever, because there's a lot of fake news out there. We need to at some point say, listen, we're going to have this discussion. We're going to educate folks about the truth. Um, but now they're saying, the Democrats are saying, yeah, there were a lot of people at the gun rally. I'm glad it was peaceful. But even though you guys had a lot there for your right to keep and bear arms, we're going to go back to the citizenry who voted back last November that said they wanted gun control, and they're way more than y'all. So we're going to proceed as normal, say the Democrats. When we come back, Sheriff Steve Smith, I want you to respond to that and tell me what you think. Because I don't see it that way. I see it different, and I'll tell you why in seconds. Attention, Liberty News Radio listeners. 
Hard-hitting talk radio has never been and never will be supported by the mainstream in America. Hard-hitting talk radio is taking on the mainstream press like never before. News that networks refuse to use is one of the best ways to educate people. We invite all liberty-loving Americans to join with us to restore the principles of our founding fathers and promote God, family, and country in the media and our lives. Please help spread the Liberty message with your generous donation. You can go online at libertynewsradio.com right now and make a donation online. Or call 801-756-9133 and make a donation over the phone. That's libertynewsradio.com and 801-756-9133. Make a donation today. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit to preservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Sheriff Steve Smith, Green County, Virginia, our guest. So I'm saying the Democrats are saying, you know, I appreciate you guys had a large crowd out there, and I'm grateful it was peaceful. We're all saying that. Uh, But you know what? We're going back to the people in November. They're way more than thee, and we're going to listen to them, and we're going to move forward with our gun control agenda. as planned. And the concern about all that is I'm glad everything was peaceful as well. But the problem with that whole idea comes down to, in my opinion, what Eric Pratt said as one of the speakers inside the rally. Eric Pratt is senior vice president of Gunners of America. He charged Governor Ralph Northam with acting against the Constitution. Okay. And, um, He basically said, hey, the Democrats in the state are demonstrating unadulterated power without constitutional authority. And that's kind of where I come down on this, uh, Sheriff, is I say, you know what? I appreciate that he wants to pass laws that violate the right to keep and bear arms. But this is a God-given inalienable right, according to our founders. Uh, and are we going to turn the right into a privilege? And if so, what is that? What parameters will govern that privilege? And that's really where the debate is. You can say, well, I'm going to listen to the voters, not the gun rights advocates. But at the same time, you've got to come back and talk about, in my mind, the rule of law and God's law. Either we're a constitutional republic or we're not, sir. Your thoughts? Yes, uh, that's, that's why the sheriffs are such an important piece in this. The sheriffs are the last line of defense. As, as you've heard from probably Sheriff Mack and a lot of other sheriffs, we're the last line of defense for the citizens uh, from a tyrannical government or anybody else that wants to try to take our, take our rights away. The framers wrote the Constitution, and new stuff like this could happen. And 
when they have an agenda that they want the gun, it's not just about taking the guns or uh, gun safety. It's about taking the guns and taking your personal rights and taking your freedom away. Us as sheriffs, we have to look at this and say, this is unconstitutional. We're not going to enforce it. And they're going to have to do something else because we're not going to let this stand. And uh, the majority of the sheriffs here in Virginia, you saw two of them on TV, uh, Sheriff Jenkins and Culpepper, Sheriff Vaughn in Grayson County, great Second Amendment supporters and defenders. And uh, I would like to see all a lot of the sheriffs here in Virginia get together and have a meeting and, and get, our, get our stuff together and present it to Richmond and let them know how strongly we feel against it, which they already know. But uh, just because one side wants to have laws and stuff that takes the freedoms and stuff away from something that's a constitutional right, then that, that's a problem. Do you think the sheriffs will really stand strong and tall enough? I know a lot of them say they will, but oftentimes there's a lot of talk and people are concerned the sheriffs may not stand up as much as they claim they will. What do you say to that? I think they will. Uh, I've seen enough here and heard enough of them talking, and I think the majority of us will stand up. I know there's at least 10 or 15 that will, and, and I would hope the rest of them will when they make these statements that they're sanctuary counties or towns or cities. But, yes, I do. I, I believe there's enough of us that will stand up and uh, to show that we're not going to let this unconstitutional laws and stuff, what they try to pass. Now, now, Sheriff Scott Jenkins said, hey, I'm going to deputize citizens if they pass these draconian measures. Uh, we got to have citizens that will defend our Second Amendment rights, and no one's coming to my county at all to disarm door-to-door, as was talked, talked about. Now, I know some of the rhetoric comes from other people, not necessarily the governor, so how much of that really going door-to-door would be reality? I know they're asking for funds for some of that, but whether it's really door-to-door, they're, they're probably going to talk bold and then back off, and in the end of the day, there's going to be a lot of grandfathering and a lot of capitulating to make it not as extreme. But will sheriffs like Scott Jenkins and you and others, will you really deputize people uh, to put a stop to this and show you're serious, or will it not go that far? Yes, we will. Uh, in fact, I've, I've had a posse here in our county since I've been in office. Uh, we've got volunteers here that have been have been vetted, uh, that have some training, and I let them know that uh, they were people that I would call on if I absolutely needed uh, some reinforcement. And I know all I'd have to do is put up the call to the county, and I'd have <laughs> a lot of citizens coming to our aid. And, uh, of course, we would have to vet them all, make sure they're legally on firearms. And, yes, absolutely would. Now, we're not saying that we're not going to enforce laws. We have laws that we're enforcing and we will enforce them, but you have to have a judicial process. You gotta, you gotta have a warrant. You gotta go through the court, go through a judge, through a magistrate. Uh, we're saying we're not gonna let somebody come into our county. I'm not gonna let somebody come into Green County and knock on somebody's door and say, or not, not even knock on the door and say, hey, we're coming in to take your guns because so and so said you were a threat. Yeah, but what if, what if the courts come back and back a Governor Northam like he declared a gun-free zone in the Capitol? What if the, he just says, I'm going to make the gun-free zone the state, and uh, the court says, you're right, Northam, you can do that? Then what? Well, this stuff is going to end up at the Supreme Court, and I, I can't see them letting these laws go through that are unconstitutional. But like I said, I'm going to do what I have to do to protect my citizens. All right. Have the sheriffs met about this, and is there a plan on the ground, or is it each county right now kind of 
uh, their own whatever you want to say. I don't want to use the word line in the sand because that's not I don't want to draw it like that. But is is everyone kind of at their own spot on this or have you guys got together a, a statewide plan? No, we haven't gotten together yet that I know of. I haven't been notified of anything, but that's what I was, like I said earlier, I think we need to uh, try to get together and sit down and discuss our plans and uh, of what's going on. And um, I, I would like to try to get that going, so I'll probably try to start working on that here pretty soon. What can we, uh, the citizens, do? And, I, and I'm going to put them in a couple of groups. I'm going to say the citizens in Virginia and the citizens outside of Virginia. We're all watching Virginia because it's almost like ground zero in this discussion. For the longest time, our rights uh, have been defended and protected, and they haven't been encroached upon. But now that they feel a mandate in November for Democrats that have control everything now, saying, hey, they gave us a mandate for gun control. That's what we ran on. That's what we're going to do. Um, what do we do as citizens? We don't want to be you know, hyper crazy on this, but we also don't want to lay down and take it. Uh, there's a line and there's a behavior that's helpful in my humble opinion. And then there's crossing the line that, that makes it difficult for sheriffs like you to defend um, Americans like us, because it, for example, showing up in an armored vehicle, like one talk show host did. I just don't see how that's helpful, sir. I just don't. No, I don't, I didn't think so either. <laughs> uh, but citizens that are concerned, like, uh, like a lot of them are just, uh, you know, just be patriotic, follow the laws, uh, just nothing, you know, over the top, out of out of the box. You know what what's good and what it uh, don't do anything that makes her makes it look bad on the law-abiding citizens that want to respect the laws, but they don't want to be uh, infringed upon. So that's pretty much all I can say is just just obey the laws and be respectful. And uh, if you have a sheriff in your county that's pro Second Amendment. Uh, get advice from them, talk to them, but they can keep you updated on what's going on and uh, just be good citizens. All right, let me ask you this. There was about 15,000, give or take, outside in the streets. <clears throat> there was about four to 6,000 inside the uh, Capitol where the rally was going on. As far as I understand from all news reports, inside the legislative building where the lobbying was supposed to take place, it was pretty quiet. Uh, in fact, when you get into the interior of the building, you couldn't even hear the crowd outside, and they were surprised at how quiet and how peaceful it was. There was a few people inside that were um, having meetings with legislative people saying, hey, we really want you to understand our gun rights. We've got to protect them. And I appreciate that because I want peace in the building. Don't misunderstand the, the question or the point, but... Did we send a loud enough message or no? I think so. I think with just the presence of that many people, um, and especially with them carrying the firearms, and, and no one got hurt, not a, not a single shot was fired. These, uh, they know that these are law-abiding citizens that just want the right to keep and bear arms, and they don't want any trouble. They don't want any issues. They just want to be left alone, and they don't want the government overreach or trying to infringe on their on their rights. And uh, that was twenty twenty two thousand people there. That sent a pretty strong message. But the way they had the place set up, there were certain areas you couldn't go into, or like there was a if you had a drone over top flying over top of them, you could see there was a big area where there was nobody. But that was a restricted zone where you couldn't go in. And I think they did that on purpose so that it would make it look like there wasn't that many people there. Well, look, they could have filled this place up, but they didn't. And that way, they could let the pictures in the media go viral with empty spots, right? Yes, sir. Exactly right. Because I had people giving me reports that were like three and four blocks away, and they couldn't even get any closer. It was so crowded. Yes, they had to 
a lot of the parking garages were closed off and uh, parking spaces and, like you said, no restrooms. And I think they were trying to make it as hard on the citizens as they could, not, you know, so they wouldn't come there. But still, the resilience, and they went there anyway, and all the people that came from out of Virginia to show support. I'd like to send a very strong message. I also think it was wicked cold, and I think that had a, a little bit of a dampening effect uh, on how many people showed up as well. I think a lot of people meant to go, and then when it was so cold and so crowded, I, I think a lot of people decided uh, not to attend, feeling like, hey, they were represented well enough. When we get back, we'll talk to Sheriff Smith about this a little bit more. This is serious business, ladies and gentlemen. The question is, what will be the repercussions across the country? What do we, the citizens, need to do to make sure that we are peaceful? Uh, but that we do insist on the checks and balances. we got to keep America great, folks. Hold on. Sheriff Steve Smith in seconds. Pursuing liberty. Using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. The impeachment trial against President Trump will begin today in the Senate. While it's getting underway, President Trump is abroad, addressing the issue of speaking to reporters at a forum of the world's elite business people in the Swiss mountain town of Davos. It's just a hoax. It's the witch hunt that's been going on for years, and it's frankly, it's disgraceful. Richmond, Virginia officials are praising local and federal law enforcement for keeping the peace at a huge gun rights rally yesterday, despite worries beforehand that there could be possible violence. Around 22,000 gun rights activists gathered in and around the Capitol to protest proposed tough new gun control regulations that Virginia lawmakers are now considering. Tomorrow is the deadline to file a claim in the massive Equifax data breach, the 2017 breach affecting nearly half the U.S. population. This is USA Radio News. This report is sponsored by Milk. Love what's real. For many people, a new year means a new diet. Many popular diets eliminate entire food groups and can fall short on nutrients you need. Instead of jumping on that bandwagon, experts suggest consuming real wholesome foods like real milk. Real Milk is naturally nutrient-rich, offering a unique nutrient package that is difficult to match in a single food or beverage. Manuel Villacorta, nutrition expert. Health is not a diet plan, but a lifestyle. That's why I recommend a balanced diet, including protein, fruits, vegetables, and dairy. Real Milk is a simple way to get nine essential nutrients, including eight grams of high-quality protein. It even plays a role in some of the top diet trends. For example, if you're counting calories, you can easily swap a skin or low-fat milk for full-fat options in your latte. So don't ditch dairy in the new year and learn more about Milk's nutritional benefits at www.milklife.com. Again, that's milklife.com. More now on the president's visit to the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, where he delivered remarks earlier today, touting recent trade deals he signed, including the phase one trade deal with China, calling it a model for the rest of the world. Before I was elected, China's predatory practices were undermining trade for everyone. But no one did anything about it except allow it to keep getting worse and worse and worse. Under my leadership, America confronted the problem head on. Pressure to ban horse racing is growing again after three more horses died in as many days at California's Santa Anita Park. A gelding had to be put down on Friday after breaking its ankle during a race. Another horse was euthanized on Saturday. 
Saturday after suffering a similar injury. And a third racehorse died on Sunday during training. At least 42 horses have died at that single track now in just over a year. And this is USA Radio News. Ladies and gentlemen, Sheriff Steve Smith, Green County, Virginia, our guest. So I appreciate it was super quiet and peaceful in the Capitol, but I hope our message got sent loud and clear. When the uh, Democrats, though, say, hey, we're going to pay attention to the people at the polls who mandated gun control. That's why we're all here. Ignore the people in the streets. They're not enough of them compared to the people that voted for us across the state of Virginia. Uh, My fear is that they're just going to ignore this and say, hey. Glad you insurrectionists were peaceful for once, but hey, we're going to march forward with our agenda. And this might take hold all across the country, Sheriff Smith, where legislative bodies say, hey, it works in Virginia. It can work here, too. Are we going to see a plethora of gun control attempts across the country? And if so, what should we do about it? I think you will. If uh, if they pass here, I think they will be trying it in other states uh, and then it'll spread like wildfire. Uh that's why we have to take a strong stand here and try to make sure it doesn't happen here. Yeah, they they did have more people to come out and vote this time. I think it was a lot of conservatives, Republicans that didn't vote. And um, I hope it's not too late, but I think this woke a lot of them up. And maybe next election will be a little different. But just because they had enough more people than we did have to vote for this stuff this time doesn't mean that's what the majority of the state wants. And, um, it also yeah. might mean, in my opinion, that, yes, you know what, uh, Republicans got lax thinking President Trump's in office. We got this handled. No big deal. They didn't realize how uh, abusive it would be. And now that they've shown their full hand, uh, if we can hold off this legislative attempt long enough uh, to get another election cycle under our belts, maybe we could put a stop to it and say, wait a minute, here's what we really think. Yes, I hope so. And I, I heard you uh, when you came on to your radio show, you was talking about the. Uh, Jesus, and uh, we know we all need to pray and uh, pray to the Lord and help you know help us out and uh, need some of His divine intervention to help us. Uh, we're on the right side here; we're doing the right thing, and uh, we just need, like I said, take a strong stand, and that's what we will do. I'm not really revealing all of my cards. I don't want the you know the parish to know what our plans are, what you're going to do. But yeah, I, I will take a strong stand against this and. Uh, to protect the citizens and our rights. Seems to me that one of the things that could be done is if you had a contingent of a few uniquely placed citizens, such as maybe myself, some international, some national talk show hosts, uh, some key newsmaker people uh, on the conservative side of things. Uh, in other words, real newsmakers, not just the mainstream uh, manipulators that want gun control at every turn, but real news people that could report what happens. And you could get a, a bunch of the sheriffs to sit down with the governor. And say, you know what? We got a hundred county sheriffs that want to meet with you. We got the news to report exactly what's going on, Governor Northam. Let's sit down and talk about this. Uh, do you think we could create a meeting and create enough public surrounding that meeting to really vet the governor? Uh, what my fear is that there's a lot of gun control advocates that are making it seem like a lot of this is coming from the governor. And he may not be for our gun rights. I'm not saying he's on our side necessarily, but I'm saying he may not be as rabid as it sounds or it appears. Is there anything to this idea? Yeah, I think we should. Uh, that, that's a good idea, and that's what I was hoping that maybe we could do, was get enough of sheriffs together and, and discuss this and then maybe have a meeting with him uh, to let them know our concerns and why this is not a good idea. I mean, taking 
a citizen's firearms away when they, they can't protect themselves. You know, when when they, they call the law enforcement, it's 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes before we can get there sometimes, especially in the rural counties. And they need a way to protect ourselves before we get there. And most of the time, 99% of the time, we can't protect them anyway. We're usually called after the fact or, you know, very seldom that we ever get to a location or to a call where we can prevent something bad from happening. But um, I think we need to, uh, the sheriffs need to get together, have a plan, sit down and talk to him about this. And absolutely, we need some, some of the media that will just come out and tell the truth. I was watching a lot of it yesterday on some certain channels that they were saying, you know, the white nationalists and they're storming the Capitol and just make it seem very negative. And it was it was the exact opposite. Uh, so, yeah, you're exactly right. We do need that. I also think what we need, uh, in my opinion, is we need people to step back and say, all right, what plans can we use here? Governor Northam may feel like he wants gun control, but there's a few people that should have been at the table for this discussion that I haven't heard much from. One is the president. Uh, he was too busy talking about trade. He made a couple of comments. I get it. He's like, hey, that's why Democrats will take away your guns. That's why you got to vote Republican. I don't really like that partisan rhetoric necessarily. Uh, but then the uh, National Sheriff's Association, I don't see that they've been speaking out here too um it seems like there could be quite a bit more support from the right groups that could bring credibility to this discussion in about five seconds and they seem to be mia sir yeah well the the national the virginia sheriff's association national sheriffs of course you're going to have uh with the national sheriffs you got so many sheriffs that are either side of the fence you know some for some against uh the virginia sheriffs you got the same i mean you got a smaller amount but you have uh, Democratic sheriffs that uh, want uh, Second Amendment guns to be taken away. And that's bad to say, but you do have a few. And um, so I, that might be why you haven't heard from them uh, so much, because they don't want to – I don't know. It's, it's it's hard to say, but you got a majority of the sheriffs are for the Second Amendment. Some are not. I'm not saying that I for the Second Amendment, but they just want more gun control. And uh, so I, I don't know. We probably need to sit in and talk to those, to our uh, coordinator, too, for the Virginia Sheriff's Association. Now, here's what I find fascinating. In America, they want to disarm us. But around the world, Republicans and Democrats alike say we've got to arm all the uh, poor guys that can't defend themselves. And we arm everybody around the world and want to disarm uh, the American people. Isn't that dichotomy uh, on display here? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh and, you know, the laws and stuff that they want to pass, the criminals are not going to go by the laws. They're going to get their guns. Uh, they don't buy their guns now from a gun, a gun shop to do background checks. They don't, they, don't, they don't adhere to the laws. So none of this stuff makes any sense. And um, I don't know. It's just it's a bad situation. It's just something we got to fight. I believe in constitutional carry, sir. I don't believe in concealed carry or any of this other stuff. I believe in constitutional carry, which means, hey, the Second Amendment gives us the right. Uh, it's not only codified uh, nationally uh, on the federal level at the you know federal constitution, but it's in almost every state constitution in the country, worded slightly different in each state, but the principles are there, that this is a God-given, inalienable right, a constitutional carry. I think we need to push for that. I think we do too, but it's it's hard to push for that when you got to fight all this other negative 
stuff that they're trying to do. So we're all, it seems like we're always on the defensive, not on the offensive. Any ideas how we can change that? Not until we get this uh, this mess straightened out we're going through now, I don't think. They're just so on the offensive, all we can do is hope to play hard D. Well, that's that's the way it seems because uh, if we had the majority now and you know things were going our way in our favor, we could possibly do that. And I, I think we should. Maybe, we, like you said, we should be doing that now, but it's just hard to get that message through when you're trying to concentrate on protecting your your rights the way they are now. What about the idea that says, wait a minute, look, guys, let's just stop and take a step back for a second. Currently, the supreme law of the land and the Virginia, as well as other state constitutions, codify our God-given inalienable right to keep and bear arms. And you know what? If you criminals go so far as to circumvent the supreme law with your own laws, at some point it borders on uh, insurrection. At some point, it borders on, hey, the British, when they decided they were going to take away the guns, that's when the founding fathers said, wait a minute, you've crossed a line now. Now, I'm not trying to ratchet up violence, but I am trying to codify the supreme law. Hey, it is supreme. And other laws that are um, incongruent with that supreme law really are null and void at this point. Uh, and, And maybe somebody needs to take action to remind these people of that. They think they can just create insurrections. They act like us trying to, uh, you know, go get yesterday to defend our rights as an insurrection or, or, or an extreme measure. But their circumventing of the supreme law, which has been codified for what, a couple of hundred years and nothing more than documents of God given in alien of a right. These people are bordering on insurrection, though, aren't they? Yes, they are. But and am I, am I am I stating this too hard? Let's ask that first. No, I think I think you're right. Um and they've they've been made aware of this. I'm sure they've had people tell them, you know, you're you're, you're violating the Constitution. You're, you know, you're overstepping your bounds. But they don't seem to care. Uh, they have a strong agenda here. They have people supporting them that that want guns banned, and they just have so much money coming into them. They're influenced so much that they're going to stick to their guns. And uh, now this is the guy running around in blackface in his yesteryear that are telling us we're a bunch of white supremacists, right? Yes, exactly. Well, the guy's nuts. I, I don't understand it. It seems to me like at some point the guy needs to be recalled. It seems to me that what he is doing, he is trying to, since he got caught with all this, the blackface and the Ku Klux Klan and all this stuff in the yearbook, he and they tried to get him out of office. It seems that they, he has been doing everything to stand uh, it to them since he got caught in it. All right, let's come back and talk about that a little bit, because I think this is critical. I believe we're all God's children, and we got to act like it. I do, too. Hang tight, sir. Stay right there. Sam Bushman, okay. Kirk Crosby, Sheriff Steve Smith, Green County, Virginia, on your radio. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperform gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way. 
But actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Talk Right, the conservative app offered by TalkStream Live that caters exclusively to the conservative talk radio community. Here you'll see only talk shows and podcasts from the conservative right, all the big broadcast names and online digital shows in one place. Talk Right makes it easy to find all your favorite conservative talkers with all the upscale features you come to expect from TalkStream Live. Keep up with the fast-paced political world. Download Talk Right today from Google Play or the App Store. All right. Do you think the governor will be recalled, Sheriff Steve Smith? Do you think that's uh, just hyperbole, or do you think there's really enough uh, push to say, you know what, sir, you've just, I mean, look, from blackface to denying our God-given inalienable rights to keep and bear arms uh, to uh, declaring a gun-free zone on the Capitol to, I mean, you're over the top. Your threats, your suggestions that we're violent are wrong. Uh, When 20-plus thousand, and I don't know the exact number, um, of people come armed literally to the teeth. I mean, the media was just telling you how every, I mean, this guy had a 50 caliber gun. Somebody else was showing their gun full of rounds. Da, 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 and they made it sound so sinister, so over the top in your face, you know, white supremacist evil to man, this is just dangerous and crazy. And, and I mean, they, when I was reading about it, they're like, Hey man, I don't want to say it's like a Mardi Gras, but but people are kind of having a good time out here. People are being kind to one another. One guy um, had uh, somebody's sleeve get caught on his rifle. And he's like, oh, my goodness, I'm so sorry, sir. And uh, people, hey, the, the right to keep and bear arms makes people pretty respectful now. Um, they act like it's the Wild West and things are just gone off the rails crazy. And, I mean, besides a couple of medical events, there was nothing of anything um, that even got arrested for fist fights or anything, sir. I don't know how you could have a better event showing our peaceful intent, sir. I talked to some people last night that were at the rally, and they were inside of the gated uh, defense. And they said it was shoulder to shoulder. You could not move unless you were hitting or touching someone. And he said every time somebody bumped into someone or, or, or gun hit them, they oh, excuse me, I'm sorry, they were real polite. Not one bad word came from anyone. They were all just as nice and polite as they could be. And that's exactly what we would hope it to be. Yes, exactly. But doesn't it at some point, don't the Virginia citizens see the um, irony here going, wait a minute, they're acting like we're just a bunch of redneck, crazy white supremacist, militant thugs out here going to take over the government. Or uh, okay, Nothing could be further from the truth, and I think it's beyond debate that that was correct. Yeah, of course they're going to say that kind of stuff uh, to make it look bad on on the uh, citizens that were there. But, you know, I don't know how it's going to turn out. If you 
being impeached or recalled or whatever, but I hope this is a lesson to all the uh, patriots to wake up and come out and vote in every election. Come out and vote. Do not sit home. Do not think, well, there's enough people going to vote for this guy that he's going to win. You need to get out and exercise your right to vote. All right, I think that's important. Do you do you believe though that there's enough to recall the governor? Or are we gonna are we gonna have a mandate the other way, or do you think um, there's not enough people? Where where does Virginia really stand? Right is the question. I don't know. I think there's a lot of people that like to see that, but I, I don't know if it would happen or not. Because to me, that's kind of scary narrative. A scary narrative to say, hey, in a, in Virginia and across the country. Do we not have enough support for our right to keep and bear arms anymore? Do they think it's such a um, controversial controversial issue or such a petty right that it mattereth not? Uh, I'd sure hate for us to wake up too late and realize that, well, all I'm saying is once we cross that line, they can do anything they want with us, sir. I know it, exactly. That's why we have to be vigilant and, and, and fight. All right, Kurt, do you want to chime in with a, with a comment or two here before we let Sheriff Smith go? Well, when I uh, look at this whole thing, uh, you know, I think the sheriff's um, a great example of, uh, you know, the kind of sheriff we need across America and, well, even in the world. Uh, and uh, when it comes to the governor, I guess the question I had is, uh, when is he up for reelection? And uh, I assume that the House or whatever, the, you know, I'm not sure what Virginia calls it, uh, but the House and the Senate, are up, many of them are up for election this year. So I hope um, that uh, they'll have a real good turnout and maybe uh, turn things back so the governor's not just kind of going hog wild. Uh, what's the picture there when you, when you look at it, Sheriff? Yeah, he can't. I don't think he can run again. Um, so I don't know if we can get him out early, but I don't think he can run again. Um, we just got to make sure we get the right person elected in there next time. If he doesn't get thrown out before, I personally hope he gets recalled. And I hope we just simply say this: you know what? Your blackface will ignore your goofy, and you're probably, um, you know. You just misjudged, okay? We'll give you that. We're not going to say you're a bad guy. You just did something stupid as a younger man. And, hey, I hope you've learned your lesson on this stuff. Got it. Uh, but you know what? Your attempts to deny us our God-given inalienable rights uh, is just unacceptable. You swore an oath to the Constitution, and then you spent your days undermining it. I don't want to say that's treason, but it borders on an insurrection. It, it certainly to me is, wait a minute, how do you swear an oath to that and then spend your days trying to dismantle it when you know it's the supreme law and you don't care? Yeah, hey, exactly. The citizens need to understand that for what it is and say we are peacefully going to have somebody else serve in this capacity, sir. It's that simple. Yes. I agree with you. All right, Kurt, any, any final uh, tidbit? I think we got it covered. All right, Sheriff, we sure appreciate your time, sir. We hope you'll come back soon. We appreciate you and your stance and, and your uh, fellow sheriffs across the state of Virginia. Uh, we know that there's a laser-like focus on Virginia right now, uh, and we pray for your citizens, and we pray for you guys, sir, and we pray that we can get a meeting with the governor. And, man, I'd like to make a couple of my points before the governor if I could. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. I, I appreciate it so much. Call me anytime. Godspeed, sir. Thanks so much. Sheriff Smith, ladies and gentlemen, you want somebody on the ground that's got a handle on what's going on, that's in a position to do something about it? 
There you go. Liberty Roundtable Live. Who's given coverage like that, folks, uh, where you hear right from the sheriffs and what they think? Not a little soundbite, but along asking them questions, understanding where they are, where they stand, what we can do to help. All the things that I believe move the, the, the ball towards the goal, which is to protect our God-given inalienable rights, to stand for the sacred cause of liberty, to not get so broiled down in rhetoric that we create divides, but that we bring people together for solutions. Kurt, that's what this program is about, my friend. Well, that's exactly right, Sam. And, um, you know, uh, as you mentioned, uh, when we have these good people uh, on the ground in different places that we can uh, work with, uh, I mean, even though uh, many, many times we wish we could be at, uh, well, basically everywhere, uh, and it's pretty pretty hard to be everywhere at the same time and so we appreciate uh, you know whether it's the sheriff or uh, the good folks uh, from the CSPOA yesterday uh, you know or you've got all the good guests uh, you know they they really make the program what it is yes and I don't deserve any credit for any of it I just get to take part of it. It's kind of cool. You know, people say, you know, Sam, how do you like your job? And man, you're still in radio 25 years later. I thought you weren't doing that anymore. And, you know, this kind of stuff. And I, one of the reasons that I'm in radio is because I believe it's a way that I can make a difference. You know, I don't know everything, but it, it seems like I have a little bit of knack for this stuff. And I feel like if I can bring as many experts to the table, as many influencers for solutions to the table, as many people as I can that are in positions to make a difference. And most of them, believe it or not, are outside of government. You know, like the uh, Stuart Rhodes of Oath Keepers, Richard Mack of the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, Pete Sepp of the National Taxpayers Union, Tom DeWeese of the American Policy Center, Larry Pratt, Gun Owners of America, and on and on and on and on and on. Then I feel like I can, you know, maybe make a little bit of difference bringing all those people to the roundtable to discuss and to activate and to ask questions and to find ways to work together and to bring forward solutions and to brainstorm the Constitution together. Right. Like I brought up that a lot of the things the president's doing right now, I believe to be impeachable offenses. I really do. And I don't mind highlighting that from an educational point of view. Uh, But we need to teach to the ideal. That's where the education comes in. But we need to live in the real and say, you know what? You cannot hold President Trump responsible for how far afield the president, uh, the president's day to day and his position is from what we intend in the Constitution. You just can't dump that all on a President Trump. Okay, we've been moving away from what it ought to be for decades. Now the president's in power. Uh, is he doing enough? Well, it's easy for Sam Bushman to quarterback, arm, armchair quarterback, and say, oh, no, he should be doing more like I would be doing. Yeah, a lot of good thinking, Sam. Uh, but you know what? It's hard up there in the swamp. And even though President Trump hasn't done near some of the things that I think he ought to do, he's done a lot of things, a lot more than I expected him to get done. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, from the pro-life to putting good people on the courts, to doing his best to stop illegal immigration and criminals crossing our border, uh, to deregulating, to, okay, he's got a lot done. Now, do we need more? Absolutely. Uh, Is he the guy that I believe is the most moral guy and the guy that I would, you know, the Christian man I'd put in the hot seat of power in America? No, he's not. But I think, uh, you know, he's doing a whole lot better than the others that I see who want that position would do that's for sure the democrats right now are just having a love fest to see who can promote the most socialism uh for example elizabeth warren kurt said hey the american people don't want any liars kurt 
This is Pocahontas. We'll see you later, Pocahontas. Pocahontas is saying, we don't want anybody to lie to the people. You know, we, we don't want to lie. She's acting like Donald's a big liar. And she's like the serum of truth or something. It's like, what? Are you kidding me right now? But this is how, in my opinion, full of themselves these people are, many of them. Uh, and how they are so disconnected from reality. Governor Northam running around in blackface one day. Uh, years later saying, hey, a bunch of white supremacists want to march on my capital with their guns and create violence and destruction. You didn't see any of that yesterday, folks. The proof is in the pudding. 20 plus thousand. If any of those had bad intent, all it would have taken is a couple of people to go berserk. Right? Nobody went berserk. Mm-hmm. Everybody was polite and kind and respectful and appropriate. Uh, everybody, you know, a, it was even quiet in the capital all day, they say. Kurt, yesterday. There were people peacefully milling well, around saying, hey, I'd like to really talk to you, legislative person, uh, whatever, about our right to keep and bear arms and how it's, a, it's, it's, it's sacred, it's important. It's, there were people doing that, but there was not even um, a lot of ruckus inside the building at all, Kurt. We were fine to well, peacefully it, demonstrate it, our views, right? It, it's just like we were talking about on the program, uh, how, uh, you know... At least for us, uh, when we've uh, worked in places like a pawn shop where you have plenty of, you know, uh, access to weapons, if you will. And, uh, you know, we've been to plenty of these sheriff's events where you have plenty of people packing, uh, you know, and that kind of thing. You I I've never seen more, uh, you know, uh, better, uh, I guess you could say, uh I mean, folks that are doing what they should be doing, uh, more civil folks than people that are armed and uh, uh, ready to protect themselves as well as anybody else who needs protection. Yes. So here's my fear. We were super peaceful yesterday. And I don't misunderstand me. I support that. However, if the Democrats just go on with this idea that, hey, we're going to listen to all the people that you know didn't show up yesterday but did vote in November, we're going to ignore your God-given rights, then my question, and I want you to think about it over the break, we'll start with this question again next hour. Ammon Bundy is going to be joining us, by the way. Um, if we don't get more bold, they'll just ignore us and go, you guys don't even matter. How do we get more bold without becoming the aggressor? Without becoming the, um, well, they'll you know say we're violent or we're this or that. How do we strike that balance of insisting on the rule of law, uh, but yet not ratcheting things up? It's a tough question. Ammon Bundy, who will be with us next hour, asked it like this. What are we to do? This is a poor guy that went to jail for two years, and at the end of it, they said he was guilty of nothing. I mean, if anybody could say make a point like that, I think it would be Ammon Bundy. He's coming up. LibertyRoundTable.com. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the republic.